met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee. For tonight, we have an incredible guest indeed. It's actually my first English guest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host and creator of Ghost Tales by the Fireside podcast, Clem. Now then, Clem. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yourself? <laughs> yes, all good. All good. Oh, it, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on. It really is. Uh, and you come with a sterling, yeah, yeah. sterling mate recommendation, uh, really. uh, <laughs> which, you know, when, when you get a recommendation like that, mate, it don't come any better. You've just got to <laughs> embrace what's coming, what lies ahead. Um, and I cannot yeah, wait to hear your um, story, mate. Um, well, so when, when did it all, all begin for you, Clem, mate? Right. Um, I suppose when I was a child. Yeah. Um, probably about six or seven. Um, we lived on this street. That was the the houses were built in. I think the nineteen twenties, nineteen forties. Like terrace? Was it like a terrace house? Like? It was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was um, a road called Farm Road in Redditch. Right. And. It was built built on a farm, um, on some old farmland. Um, it's it's a great big industrial estate these days. Um, oh, so it's, they, they, what sort? They've knocked all houses down. Was built warehouses there? There's there's still houses there. The houses that uh, the row of houses is still there that which I lived on, but the rest right. it's all industrial surrounded it. Very kind of them, isn't um, it? Yeah, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I was. I remember playing in my room as a kid. Um, probably with Star Wars toys back then. Um, Star Wars toys, mate. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Clem. Uh, how old if you don't mind me asking? I'm 47 this year. So I'm 44, so not not much of a difference, really, but I remember the old Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> days, Have you seen how they're now, though? Shit, now, aren't they compared to what these guys like? Oh, the the qualities are completely different. Ah, oh, they were bomb proof back then, mate. Bomb proof, yeah. were. <laughs> There's no fun in them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too too fragile, aren't they? That's it. Yeah. Probably trans <laughs> or someone. Um, they all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember having a, a, a collection of them, and I used to put them um, back in the boxes that they came in. And I used to stack really? them. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, uh, I ended up selling them um, when I was about thirteen years old. Yeah, and I think I got about eighty quid 
Um, <laughs> it's because I wanted to have guitar lessons at school, and my mom said, "You've got to <laughs> sell the Star Wars stuff if you want want to buy a guitar." So, all right, then. I think I probably will. I could probably buy a house with them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't surprised, man. But uh, I mean, guitars <laughs> aren't cheap as well, are they? Well, that was it. I, I think I needed 120 to buy my first one. Um, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, a, as a beginner. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. I bet you're glad you did that. I am, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I've uh, spent a lifetime. That's all I've done for work, pretty much. Um, just play guitar. It's been been fun. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, you know, enjoying it as well. Um, you know, it, yeah, makes a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. It does, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I had these Star Wars stories in the in this house. Yeah, I used to sit there playing with them, and I don't really really remember this very well. But I remember my mum asking me who I was talking to. She thought it, <laughs> she thought it was one of my sisters, and I said, "I'm, I'm just playing with my friend." And she yeah. said, "Which friend?" And I, I don't remember the name. And apparently, I said this name and described him as about the same age as myself. Yeah. Um, and my mum just went white. Um, she's she still still tells the story now, um, and it was about five years before we moved into that house. There was a little boy. He was about six or seven, and he, he had a brain tumor and died. In and oh, it was in the room. Poor yeah. kid, man. Yeah, sad. So, how old did you say it was? About six or seven. About six or seven, yeah. Oh, poor kid. Um, but I was playing with a little boy in that same room. That was my bedroom, which he died in. Um, of course, there was no way I'd have never, ever known about that little boy, or you know. Um, so I'm guessing that's probably my first paranormal experience without even knowing. That's uh, remarkable, that. Yeah, it's, it's strange, and um, I've never looked into it actually. Never looked into who lived there before. Perhaps. Um, but the uh, you know, I remember from there. I remember my grandparents used to live on the same road, and um, used to uh, always used to go, go, go up to see my nan and granddad. Yes, uh, loads of time with them. And of course, back then you used to get these little collectible cards in tea. You used to buy oh tea yes, because yeah. uh, it PZ tips or something like that. I'll tap these. Yeah. Bro, I think they ordered it. And it well, there was this one particular series. This one was Brooke Bond. And the only reason I know it, what it is, is because I've just bought them. <laughs> like these, I got them on, e found them on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a whole quid on it. <laughs> um, and they were, it was these cards record unexplained mysteries of the world. And really? Like, yeah. And they're a collection hey, of 40. Meant, they? Oh, brilliant. They got. I'll take a photo of them actually and send them over to you later. Yeah, yeah. Um, are they out now? No, I got them off eBay. Oh, were... I get you, mate. Sorry, I get you now. Yeah, yeah. they're from they're from about nineteen eighty six, eighty seven, I think. Right? Oh, um, but I'll, I'll pick them up for about a pound on eBay. Brilliant. But these little cards on one side, you've got a photo, and it's got everything from Stonehenge to um, oh, things about poltergeists. UFOs, there's all sorts on it. They're really good. And you turn them over, and it gives you an explanation. 
similar to top trumps in a way uh no no they're just information cards um but brilliant absolutely brilliant so of course i was fascinated by these things these cards (laughs) (laughs) and then i would be as well mate i would definitely (laughs) i I had a a great uncle in fact my, my great uncle he was quite famous um no, he wasn't a celebrity, but he was very well known as one of these. He was a Chelsea's a Chelsea pensioner. Um, Chelsea pensioner. Yeah, he spent he spent a lifetime in the army. You know the ones right. who've gone gone parade in the they wear like the tricorn hat and the red suits, the red jacket. Oh, um, he oh. was the um, what, what was he? He was a chauffeur. He was the chauffeur for Montgomery just after World War Two. And, I think um, I know what you mean. Is it similar to what, like a royal guard type? Yeah, sort of. Um, right. Chelsea pensioners—they usually like retired soldiers from all different yeah. areas of, of the army, um, the army, navy, air force. I think I think they're a bit of everything. I'm not hundred percent sure there. I could be wrong. Um, but he, he, he was one of those. Anyway, they, yeah, they, when they have like the VE day and all that sort of thing, they um, they go on parade with the queen and. Yeah. You know, all the, I know what you mean, mate. No. Yeah, yeah all, all that sort of thing. Um, he, he was one of those, and of course, he, he, he had a lot of connections with all these different people. Um, yeah. di- he died a few years back. Lovely, lovely old bloke. Sorry for your last um, one. Nah, it's all right. I, really I, I, weren't, Sorry. Weren't that, I weren't that close to him, to be honest. Um, but yeah, lovely old bloke, as I remember. He, um, he, he saw that I had these cards, and he saw the top one was Stonehenge. And I remember him buying me this, he bought me a book on the, um, on Stonehenge. It was about the archaeology of Stonehenge. Um, he knew I was also interested in history as a, as a small child. Um, and that sort of sparked my interest even more um, into mysteries and the unexplained and, and, and history. Brilliant. In fact, I've still got the book. I found it in my loft, the box, a few months back. And inside the yeah. book, he'd cut out a newspaper article and put it in there. And it was from, I think it was from about 1984, 85, sometime in the 80s. And there was yeah. a massive, there was a, a massive party at Stonehenge at Summer Solstice. And yeah. basically, it was a party. There were bands set up and everything. And the police went in and just treated it as a riot. Oh, so thoughtful, aren't they? Yeah. yeah so thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah they just arrested everybody and <laughs> well i've got this newspaper article in in the book still and i was like bloody hell yeah like, well, it's in there for years and, and of course as a kid i didn't realize what the newspaper article was really it's only pulling it out recently yeah <laughs> to be fair mate uh, i think back then newspaper you but you only think i did you look at pictures <laughs> yeah 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 one, one paper in particular for me. <laughs> I love it, mate. <laughs> we know, we we fucking know. We're looking at nothing, nothing. <laughs> you bought it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I, I remember that Sunday sport and the, the uh, front page articles they used to have on there. 
and it things like a double decker bus found on the moon. It was like brilliant. I used to love it. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you go from because of the quality that, content. That that was it. Yeah. <laughs> no bullshit. That you know it's all. Well, oh, they've actually thought about this bit of bullshit. Other than that, you know, like you look at some, for example, the Sun, some newspaper. Oh man. At least, at least they were blatantly yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> it's going to end up getting very perverted quickly. Let's swivel it back round to the hill. You can always go back if you want in a bit. I think we should. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, mate. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember going. Going from the, this Stonehenge book, I'll change the subject to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, I ended up, um, I think, uh, as a teenager, going to the school library and the local library and pulling out books of you know, ghosts, local ghost stories. There was a, there was actually an author around by me who, who wrote these, um, she collected a load of ghost stories. Yeah. Um, Anne Bradford. Collected all local right. ghost stories and published them. She, I think she published about 12 books over the years. 12 books? That's yeah. Lot, Especially if it's like, and is that, a, was a, like, the stories that, that she, it was all like paranormal? Yeah, yeah. Oh, she, brilliant. She, and she'd collected them for years. Um, I mean, she's got to be in her 80s now, and she's just released another book. A few months back. Really? That's incredible. Yeah. I haven't bought it yet, but um That is yeah, incredible. Lo- lovely lady. Um but she from reading her books it influenced me to start collecting stories. Yeah. Uh, every time she released a book I used to buy it. You know, I've got a collection of them. Um just fascinated me, especially when they're local. Um and some of it you can you can sort of tie the history to some of the stories. Yes, yeah, so like you know it's not bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there, there was well, one, of the, one of the places that really um, fascinated me. Um, it was after, after I'd read a couple of her stories. She'd yeah. found, she, she'd also found some old Victorian ghost stories from, from the area, which had been documented. Yeah. Um, one of them was, um, we've got an old, the, the ruins of an old Cistercian Abbey. It's about a 10 minute walk from my house. Um, where, where I am now, and this abbey was knocked down during the dissolution of the monasteries, Henry VIII, etc. Um, there's no record of anybody being killed there, monks, they were just sent off. Um, but there's a lot of ghost stories from around the abbey. Um, where I started, I, I started collecting ghost stories myself, um, uh, from, from a teenager, and I heard people's different accounts of where they'd seen a monk in the house in different parts of Redditch, which were nowhere near the Abbey. And I remember, well, I looked it all up and I was like, oh, I can't, you know, they must have travelled around. They wouldn't have just stayed in that one area. Anyway, after looking it up, it turns out that everywhere that there was a monk sighted, they actually had land around in each area. Right. Um, one of them being in the local in the Redditch Town Centre, the Kingfisher Centre, there's been a monk spotted there. 
Um, there's been uh, in, people have seen them in their houses, just walking through the houses. Um, it's a really common sort. Some people don't even know about the history. Um, they don't, you know, people have moved from other areas into Redditch and they've witnessed these monks because that, that seems to be the most common sighting. Um, and they don't even know the history about the area, um, which is even more fascinating to myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so as a teenager, I started collecting these stories. Um, very influenced by Anne Bradford, this local author. And then I got interested in um, in the early days of the internet. Um, yeah. Not going back into those pictures again. But... Uh, <laughs> But I, I got interested in the... <laughs> Researching, yeah. mate. I'll research. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> Pass us. <laughs> I found a couple of... Um, I found a forum uh, website. I can't remember what it was called. Ghost UK. That was the name of the... Yeah, that was the name of the paranormal group. Ghost UK. And they were... They were... So, uh, where did they live? One of them lived in Oxford and one of them lived in Manchester. Yeah. There were two, bro- two brothers. Um, David V and I think it was Steve Bowers, their brothers. Yeah. And they used to run these investigations, most of them private. And I thought, yeah, I got on the forum for a few months and they'd put, they'd got two spaces on this one investigation. I'm going to go on this. So, Got a mate, we went along. Yeah. Um, and we went to Tingle Hall in Preston. Amazing place. I don't know if you've heard of it. That's in Cotton, mate. Chingle, Chingle Hall. Chingle in, Hall, Preston. Yeah, Preston. Yeah. I've not heard of it, no. Uh, right. I'll, let you, I'll, let, I'll let, let you continue with this, mate. I do know one place where uh, you might know of it, but uh, I'm intrigued at this, what you're telling anyway about. Uh, yeah, well, Chingle Hall was, um, I'd never heard of it, but I went along, had a great night, really, really good, um, Yeah, experienced some really weird stuff that I didn't think I would experience, experienced some stuff that wasn't paranormal, but other people were saying it was, such as, um, it was, people were saying there was a poltergeist in the kitchen, and the kitchen, the fridge door would open. The food would come out, fly out. And what I found, it was a, a slight tile floor. Um, right. And one of the tiles was loose. And what it had done, it, it weren't quite near the fridge. You put your foot on a certain area and it lifted another another stone up and it moved the fridge and the door opened. <laughs> but, <laughs> <that one> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, another one was, we, we heard a load of banging coming from upstairs. And I, uh, first thing I did was look at the central heating system. Um, yeah. So think, just, just double check with a knocking on the back because a lot of people say that, don't they? Like, yeah. That's it, banging coming from inside the wall. Or, yeah, and what it was, it was the one of the oil systems and it's got a valve on it and if you don't release the valve, it builds up pressure right. and that's what had happened. Somebody had put the heating on and hadn't opened, they didn't open the valve. So the pipes were banging on the walls. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice and easy one. Yeah, simple stuff. Um, <laughs> so do you have like a, a sort of, like if you go any, anywhere to, ch- to check, like just say you was coming come around my, 
or you've got a couple yeah. of complaints or you tell you, do you have like a set a set list of uh, tasks you do to like eliminate uh, like you say they're knocking up the noises and like you're uh, eliminating that so you know it's definitely not um, yeah. anything more than yeah. pressure in the uh, system that's is it that, yeah. is that, I, I think, right, okay. yeah I think you have to really um, it's I'm, I'm a bit old school with this actually because I'm not into all the gadgets. Um, you know, I wouldn't go into a house with a you know, K2 meter or anything like that I, because I don't think it proves anything. Um, mm. it, to me, it just says somebody says it's paranormal. You pick up some a ghost or whatever. Yeah. Used to say what a ghost is. We don't know. We don't know this. There's electromagnetic magnetic energy which it picks up. It's just flowing across the earth all the time. It fluctuates, and, you know. So I don't know what those KT meters are actually picking up. Um, to be honest, uh, <laughs> we've got it in, it. Got in it, it. I mean, there's. Um, I don't know what channel it's on, but there's like a ghost encounters, and you watch them, yeah. and some of the equipment they've got. I mean, and they just look like little, like for example, look like a mobile phone, but um, yeah. they probably cost hundreds and all they do is like it's like a big it's like as if they like um certain like level of electronic whatever they find it in a certain yeah. like a corner of a room and it sort of goes it goes up and down and that is that the same kind of thing uh yeah oh, oh, no, i don't know <laughs> you said there's that many different ones that you know it's mad in it there is and, yeah there is you, you like you, you, if you say you're doing it old school, you, you know what works and what doesn't. Yeah, well, I think the only thing, the only person you can prove anything to is yourself. Um, yes. Whether you whether you're going to believe it or not, whatever you see, you can. It's only your, your own opinion and your own mind. Yeah, own peace um, of mind like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was in this place in Chingle Hall, we were sat down. Um, We'd set a load of stuff up, and then we sat down. It was around midnight. We thought we'd get something to eat, and we ordered a pizza. Um, sat around this great big oak, oak table. I think there were about 12 of us. And it's quite funny, actually, because we had a phone call saying the, pe- the pizza was delivered. Well, like, where is it? There's a bloke stood at the other end of the car park. He said, I ain't coming anywhere near the house. We had to go and get it off. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's really well known. Um, oh. it, it, uh, one time, it, it was classed as the most haunted house in England. At one, really? at one oh, time, yeah. It's, it's got, a private. Um, oh, you told me on the channel to what was it again? Jungle Hall. Jingle Hall, yeah. Jingle Hall, that's it. It's not open to the. It's not open to the public at all anymore. It's uh, somebody bought it um, and just privatised it completely. Yeah. Um, the, the actual most haunted part is supposed to be in the... There's a barn conversion nearby. It's um, somebody else's house. That's meant to be more yeah. haunted than the actual house. Uh, it, it, uh, when, when you hear it, hear the name of it, it sounds like some massive, glorious place. It's actually not that big. It's, it's a very small, moated... You know, it, would, it, it did have a moat around it. Um, it's just a very it's small... Nice, mate. Sounds, sounds beautiful. Oh, it really is. You know, inside, it's still got priest holes. Because <laughs> um, it was it, it was used during the um, oh, 
fuck it, we call it. Anyway, <laughs> during the dissolution of the monasteries, after then, when it was illegal to be oh. Catholic. Was um, it um, anything to do with the Preston witch trials? It's not, no. It's, um, no. This was uh, the family who lived there. They were called the Singletons. Um, right. And they were these people, they were like um, a lord of the manor sort of thing. They, yeah, they were yeah. quite, quite rich and well off. Like, um, like nobles type. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't like massively rich, but they were rich enough, you know. Um, they would have been eating mud like us, like. Um, <laughs> but, but they um, these people had connections all over the country, you know. And there was a, a famous um, there was a famous bloke, a carpenter, who went round a lot of these Catholic houses, and he built the priest holes for people to hide. His name has completely escaped me. Nicholas something. It's gone out of my head. Only reading something about him about two days ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, um, yeah, he, he, he was one of the people who went into this house to build these priest holes. And one of, a strange story was in the, I think it was in the 1950s or 1960s, the, there was a woman who lived in the house and a fire broke out. She just moved in. And nobody knew about these priest holes at the time. Fire brigade came out, and the the fire itself was actually in a fireplace that she wasn't using. And yeah. the strange thing was, it was in, a, in a, an old oak beam, and the fire started from the inside of the beam, and it went outwards. It's quite well documented. Um, that's weird, isn't it? That? It started from inside yeah. the beam. Yeah, and that's how they found the first priest hole. Because that's where it was. You know, it was inside a priest hole, above oh, above a fireplace. It's a oh, weird oh, place, oh. really weird. Yeah. Um, there was, there's been a lot of documented cases in the place. Um, as we were sat around eating pizza, uh, the delivery guy had run away. Um, yeah, it, it, it was really weird. Was, like I said, about twelve of us, twelve chairs around this great big oak table. So you can imagine the size of it. Yeah. We sat there eating, and all of a sudden, the table actually just lifted up and just dropped. The table was really heavy. For, for somebody to lift an oak table like that, you'd, you'd need at least four of you. Yeah, they, 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 they were made back then. They, they were solid, weren't they? Not like they were, yeah. There's nothing to them that's, back then. They were that's it. craftsmen, weren't they? They were, yeah. You know, a good example of that, actually, I was working in... Um, do some work in a church a couple of years ago, and yeah. there was a, a, a table in there. Um, it was about five hundred years old. Is it? Oh, I don't know, av- average size of a coffee table, but taller. Yeah. And I went to move it, and I couldn't move it. I thought, this is it. So I got got my mate, and I said, "This way, everyone help me move this." Of course, he was expecting it to be quite light, and we both struggled to move this table. Unreal. So I mean, that was about an eighth of the size of this table that we were sat around. Um. Huge thing, but yeah, it lifted up and dropped. Then moments later, there was this like uh, lots of smoke, black smoke coming through one of the doors that came from the uh, by the staircase. 
this black smoke just sort of wafted through the room and then all of a sudden took on like a form of head and shoulders. Yeah. Um, you couldn't, couldn't see a face, but it was just, just a form. And then it just, it didn't carry on. It just disappeared to nothing. Like really strange. Never seen anything like it before or since. Um, oh, of course we, we couldn't explain that really weird. We picked up EVPs in the place. We set up, um, some recorders, um, I think back then they would have all been the old cassette as well, the mini ones. Um, about oh, cassettes. Yeah, this is about 99, 2000, so I don't think the yeah. digital MP3 players come out at that point. Um, not MP3 players, the um, dictaphones. Um, probably right there, mate, you know. Second, sorry? You're probably right there, you know, but the, the technology yeah. is... Um, especially it, it was sort of um, researching your doing um, yeah I bet the, the change of it you would have noticed it more than anybody massively massively because yeah, yeah. um, being a musician as well I, I, I knew what I was talking about with a lot of these the audio yeah. equipment that we got so, well, we set up this um David V, who was running this investigation, he he um he set up these uh, dictaphones, the old cassettes. But instead of just putting the dictaphone in in a place, what he would do, he would run a microphone cable. And the reason was um, because of where the microphone was built into the dictaphone, it picked up the noise of the cassette when it was recording the machine. So uh, what he would do is he'd put that in a box, and he'd, so it was like soundproofed. And he'd put the microphone a few meters away. So he put his microphone in this little hole in the wall. Well, I didn't have a clue what this hole in the wall was. I pressed record and we went downstairs. Um, actually, we went outside to take some photos and have a look around. Went back in about an hour later. I thought, we'll have a listen to these. Um, and the first thing we could hear was chains. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, he's, he's winding me up here. This is a classic ghost story with the chains. And <laughs> right. But when, when it was explained to me afterwards um, that the hole in the wall where the microphone was was actually where the chains were for the drawbridge to this house, um, which was yeah, odd, but great. Um, we picked up on a baby crying, church bells ringing. Uh, there was various whispers and words coming up. And we could hear this just clearly being played back on the stick to film. Um, brilliant. That was my first experience with EVP or doing any ghost investigations, anything like that. I learned quite a lot just from that one noise. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we, um, I featured it in, our, in one of my podcasts, actually, about six months ago. Um, I don't want to shingle. Um, after then, uh, I didn't go on any more ghost investigations with Ghost UK because they started disbanding. Um, and as you get on the internet, you always get people who form little groups and go off into different areas and fall out with each other. And <laughs> oh, mate, you get I'm ridiculous, can it? Yeah, that's it. Well, I, I didn't fall out with anybody. It was a case of just walking away with me. I thought, I, I, I don't fall out with people. I can't be bothered. No. Yeah, it's just uh, it's wasting unnecessary um, energy. 
It is definitely. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that, mate. I don't I don't like arguing at all. I like having a discussion, and you know, you're not always right yeah. with each other, and then that's what you do. You talk. That's what men do. Talk. That, that's um, but yeah, and that's what discussion discussion is all about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it, it's spot on that, mate. It's like, yeah. um, it's like, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of things that you're gonna have disagreements on, but when when you respect somebody else's view, and I think that, may, in my opinion, anyway, it makes a huge difference on, it on does, the, yeah. your relationship with yeah. that person. I think that's just my opinion, mate. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you, you could always bring up a conversation. Yeah, yeah, always got yeah. something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, totally and it respects as well, mate. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, which another could be just me, but uh, respect, uh, trust. Um, yeah, these are things that, that there's no more. It's more valuable than money, in my opinion. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, well, I've uh, I've not experienced much money in my in my life, so yeah, I totally agree. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I totally agree with that. It's yeah, I know man. Um, that's good. That I, I know people who've spent a whole lifetime just working, working, did nothing else but work. All of a sudden, they've got a kid who's thirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, just flies on it out quick. Yeah, and they don't know them. You know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've, I've worked a lot over the years. I've done because um, I, I, I was a guitar teacher for years. But I, when I first started out doing that, I, I still had to have a, a normal job. I, yeah. I was a carpenter. Yeah, and I worked Gee, for the local man, council. And I know that that couldn't have been easy because, yeah, especially for a council, mate. It, it, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Season did, did they put on <laughs> you like fucking molds? Yeah, loads, absolutely loads. You had oh, some of the jobs you've done. They'd say right, they used to time them, time your work. They'd say right, you've got to fit a door here. That's thirty minutes. And then the next job, you've got to replace some floorboards. That'll be fifteen minutes. They're not putting in. They didn't. They used to put into consideration that how long it takes to travel from one place to another. Go yeah, get the materials. The, get the materials. Throw the old stuff away. Go to the tip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, oh, it was terrible. But I was on good money as a kid. I, I, I done. Um, I left school and done a YTS in carpentry. <laughs> Back in the YTS days. Yeah. Yes, I remember them well. What was it? Young, like thick, thirty, 30 quid a week or something. It, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Young, thick, like and that. stupid. That's what. That's what I was. <laughs> Mate, yeah. I, I wasn't allowed. I, I wasn't allowed um, go any university, colleges, anything like that. No six pound for me. Um, not that I wanted to, but that yeah, so was an option. But um, I, I, you know, yeah, same. Yeah. Give, the, give the, the school a bad name. So um, yeah, <laughs> it was straight out of school, straight into work. Really, yeah. Um, and that, that's what I did. I think my first job after school actually was uh, my mate. Uh, well, my brother-in-law had a contract painting um, the front of council houses. Um, yeah. And I think that was my first week work up a ladder. Um, absolutely shit on myself. <laughs> I think I was, uh, uh, 50 quid, I think, for the first week. <laughs> I was chuffed a bit. <laughs> I tell you what, mate, I know, mate, it's like back then. 
what, 50 quid? Oh, that was, oh, it yeah. was like, bloated, wasn't you? Well, I was 16 and straight in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> you do, mate. That, that bank's back there. I remember yeah. this place where, where, uh, where he grew up, um, and you're talking, it, it was daft, mate, like just over a quid for the pint. It was like a, you know, like the oh, old yeah. like, lab, re, reading room, it's called. It's like an old labour club site. That'd be a member yeah. going, but it was going for like, you used to be, like, get proper shit faced off, like, oh, yeah. less than a tenner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I live Rob Island still. <laughs> I bet I bet that price is nowhere nowhere near when when you when you first started going in the club, mate, was it? <laughs> Do you know, I remember my first night out. Well, I remember finishing work at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, and the bloke said, "Right, before we drive in home, we're going to the pub." So we all went to the pub, and the bloke driving must have had about five points. Yeah, and it was, it was just a normal thing they did every week back then drove home probably about 15 miles um before going home we went to another pub and I, think I, I think i got home about eight o'clock and, and that was it i couldn't walk you know so this nice out i'd planned yeah you was laughing yeah it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> all my mates are saying the next day where were you i said well <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking with men. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Remember them well. <laughs> we had a. Uh, funny enough, actually, when I worked in um, in the council houses, I was as I was working, I still used to collect the ghost stories. As I was working. Ah, right. yes, that's that's nice that way. Yeah, and because uh, it was nice. in my local, because it was in my local town, um, it was even better for myself. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I used to get talking to, you know, the residents, and they'd just tell me all people would start telling me ghost stories. Brilliant. I'd just bring it up, and uh, so a lot of them thought I was completely mad. Which <sighs> <wouldn't be> really. <laughs> you, you always get that. Um, as soon as you start talking paranormal to a lot of people. They just give you that funny look straight away. Like, you're mad. They're sort of wrong. Yeah. You know. You know, you're judging somebody when, you know, sit down and yeah. have a conversation with me, then you, you, know, you probably won't think that I'm whatever the man mad. <laughs> they're always the same people. And nothing against it or anything like that. But they're always the same people, what I always find, who still have weddings in churches. They still have Christian, Christ, uh, Christians with their children. They... You know, have a Christian burial of funerals, but you're mad if you believe something like a ghost. Um, <laughs> that's 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 the way I see that. Um, but yeah, I would say you know, if you believe in any religion, I'm not against anybody believing in any religion whatsoever. Um, I think if you believe in any religion, you're believing in the same thing as the supernatural. You're, you're, there's a supernatural element to all religions. Um, the fact that there's a God who's a spiritual being, the fact that there's uh, you have a resurrection process, which is either a zombie or um, it's some sort of uh, <laughs> regenerated body, I don't know, <laughs> or a ghost. Yeah. So, and that, obviously that's not just in Christianity; it's in lots of religions. But I think um, 
a lot of people who, I suppose, a lot of people who haven't educated themselves enough to talk about it. But I think that's what a lot of it is: is the paranormal people, um, people who put it down. Um, interesting topic, actually, when you talk to a skeptic, somebody who's completely skeptical who has done some of research. That's another um, interesting. One. Um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name now. Um, used to be on Most Haunted. Oh, oh. Phil, Phil, Phil Wyman, is it? Is, is that the one who's the skeptic? Oh, yeah, I'm just looking now, mate. It's, it's just because it, yeah. I, know, I know what you mean, but it's just that name. It's just the name. Yeah. Most Haunted, because it was that, was it that what It was the bird on it, on it as well. Yvette Fielding, yeah. That's it, Yvette Fielding, yeah, Yvette Fielding. You know, you, you, is she still doing it? Oh, you don't. can't remember the last time Did she it? Tell her. Oh, I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. But I, I remember watching that one night, and it was... I, I, I never liked it when it first came on the telly. As soon as, as soon as it all started getting really commercial into Most Haunted and these different programmes. Spoils it, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, you're just like, yeah, this is bollocks. You'd be like, making it all up. And... <laughs> There, there was you this know, one. 20, sorry, <laughs> mate, just a quick one here. 25 right. series. 25. 25, 25 yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. I know that. But, uh, I, I remember this one episode, and it was um, Most Haunted Live, and it was in on the search for Dick Turpin, the ghost of All Dick right. Turpin. And it, I couldn't stop laughing. As soon as it came out, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> Derek Acora. <laughs> Derek Akora. Yeah. I mean, the bloke's a legend. He's hilarious. Was he, was he the one with like um, silver hair? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> legend. And it, the bloke used to take the piss out of himself. You know, he was, he was brilliant. Because <laughs> I, I believed everything he did, but he was. You know, the bloke had a laugh. In this one episode, he stood there and he said, "I'm." He said, I'm picking up the energy of a woman. <laughs> he said, oh, what's her name? <laughs> and I, and I, Mary, her name's Mary. He said, oh, my God, oh, my God. She loved him. She loved that highwayman. And all of a sudden, he started chanting. He's going, Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. <laughs> I was fucking howling. I was, I, I was sorry, I'm not, he's winding everybody up. Like, this, he's not doing this seriously. And I was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see the rest of the team was trying not to laugh. Live on television. Imagine that, me and you on it. We'd be fucked. Oh, 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 yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely fit to laughter. <laughs> well, John, I've, been, I've been on a couple of these ghost investigations where people are saying things like that and they don't realise what they're saying. And I have to walk away. <laughs> Have you ever done that though? Like, like when you've been, you've been doing like investigation, and it's come to a point where you think that it's just bullshit. This, and have you ever laughed? Like, have yeah. you ever like burst out laughing? Because <laughs> I, I, I have that. Yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, we. I'll do it a few <laughs> times. I, funny enough, actually, one place I used to investigate quite a lot was the boards of the Abbey, the one I was on about which is near oh, my yeah. house. And I, th I thought I'd have a bit of a laugh one night. And there was this woman there, known her for a few years. 
He said, so are there any ghosts around here? Will I see one tonight? <laughs> oh, what a question. You know, stupid <laughs> <laughs> question. Yeah. Well, yeah, I said, well, loads. <laughs> I did. I, I said, there's loads of them. I said, they're not just monks. There's all sorts around here. I said, be on the lookout for, be on the lookout for the black monk of Bordsley. And she said, well, what happens? What is he got? What's the story? What, what, what happened? I said, well, his grave wasn't in the area. They've had to bury him outside because he was well known for touching the ladies. And he got sent out of the, uh, out of the abbey. Oh, I think within about half an hour, I told this one person, I think within about half an hour, Women were being touched. Um, somebody saw a black, the black monk. Um, they picked up his name and all sorts. And I'm like, oh Jesus! You know, and I, I actually walked away. But not I went home. I, I, <laughs> it was me and my mate running it, and I've just left me mate. I said, I'm going home. Mate. I said, you can you can keep this lot, Lord. You know, we, we didn't do it for money or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just one person put something into all their heads, um, and that was it then. Um, like, of course, I've made this little story up, but next thing you know, he's a, he was a rapist, a murderer. Um, there's no record of anything like that around there. Really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> brilliant. That's it, sir. But I suppose, mind you, back then in medieval times, a lot of these monks and religious leaders yeah. were corrupt. You know, they, they were like, they they run the local area, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, um, they were like, uh, they used to think they were royalty. Yeah, that's it. Oh. And the, I know the Cistercian monks, which were the ones by us, there they was something to do with the, the Templars as well, the Knights Templar. I can't really? remember the, yeah, I can't remember the exact relationship, but there, there was, because they were from France, the Cistercians, and they were something right, to do with right. the, the Templars. Um, something I've, I've read about it a few years ago, I've not really looked into it much. I'm sorry about that. Um, well, well, I would have a look definitely for that. It's, um, especially with the, the history of the, the Templars and what, what they did and what, well, what we're uh, led to believe they did. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There was, um, go, go in that area, actually, the, um, there's a YouTuber called uh, Robert Safer. Uh, Robert Robert Seffer or something like that. I can't pronounce it properly. I'll have to I'll send you a link over to his channel. Yeah, that would be great, that mate. He's an American anthropologist. Um and he's put together all these different things. It's it's all theory, and he does explain it. It is all theory. It's just the way he sees the world. Um yeah. I quite like the fact that he does that, so it's not his belief, but whatever the way he sees it. Um, and he'd come across, across a bloke, um, I think it was Russian, Sabatai, uh, I forget the surname, Sabatai something, and this was in 1666 or something like that, um, and he was part of this religious sect, um, Christian religion, religious sect, Yeah, I think it was, they were studying the Kabbalah or something like that, now, I don't uh, know a lot about that, yeah, I don't know a great deal about it, but. Uh, yeah, in detail on a basic. It's fascinating, mate. Um, you know, a very good friend of mine. Um, he's got his own show. It's actually got two shows. Uh, New York yeah. Patriot. Have you heard? Of, have you heard of him? I have. You. Yeah. yeah, he's a 
Oh, it's a fucking legend, mate. And it, it's knowledge, especially yeah. anything like that. If you, I can't recommend anybody um, more than um, uh, New York Patriot on the anything well, I've like heard, that. I've, I've heard him, heard of him, but never. Yeah, I've, I've done. Um, I'll send you some shows. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be good. With this Robert Sefer, like this YouTube YouTuber, he, he talks about this sabotage guy. It's, it's sixteen sixty six, and he, he ends up. Um, he decides that everything in religion to get God's attention uh, in Christianity, you've got to do everything opposite. So what everything that's good, you've got to do bad. So it was basically, I think, it was an excuse to have big orgies and things. Um, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's a bit like the as above, so below, isn't it? But, um... Yeah. Well, they reckon he, he, this this guy he influenced that many people. Um, after a while, he converted to Islam, and but he's, this cult that he left carried on, which eventually turned into the Illuminati, the original Illuminati. Oh, the Bavarian Illuminati. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's it, interesting that mate. It's it, apparently it stems from this sabotage, whatever his name is. I forget it. As I keep saying, um, it stems from him. Moves on to the Rothschilds, and well, we, we, we all know the rest. Um, but yeah, that's where it all apparently stems from. Um, very similar story to Rasputin. Um, I didn't know a lot about him actually until the other week when I was doing some reading. I still don't know a lot you know about that. him. I've noticed that maybe it's because of the um, what's been going on in Ukraine. There's been yeah. I've noticed a couple of like more more than that I've noticed before. Just like little snippets of of like him and uh, we know he used to be a bit of a cunt apparently. Yeah. But they say that yeah. about anybody, don't they? Really? Yeah. 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 I, it looks like, I don't know a lot about him. I know he was into into the occult. Um, yeah. But that's about it. And people called him a witch and all sorts. But one person's definition of a witch, especially years ago, is a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the, the, uh, the, the demonized. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I think as soon as you mention a cult, yeah. You, yeah, you're interested in the occult. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah. black magic yeah. and demonology and anti-Christian, Satanist. That, that's the way people... Cause it's been drummed into people's heads, I suppose, over centuries. Yeah. Um, exactly. It's with superstition as well. It's like... Yeah, that, that, that's exactly that way. Yeah. I, I think... I think um, it's, as I said before about when I talk to local people about ghosts, you know, to a local club or pub, and they all think I'm mad. I've been in the newspaper a few times for a couple of local things about paranormal. Or, you know, and um, I walk into the pub and they're all taking the piss out of me. You know, there he is, the Ghostbuster. And you have people walking up to me, oh, you've been talking to the demons today. And, and all this, you know, and, uh, I just agree with them, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think when people um, don't understand, I just don't generally think some people don't know how to react. Yeah, 
I think, like I said, I, I think a lot of it is sometimes it's ignorance, sometimes it's uh, lack of education that you know they're, they're not educated. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Perhaps they should pick up a book now and again and have a read, um, <laughs> look into what they believe. Which that's the thing. A lot of people, everyday people, don't believe things, do they? They realistically, they go to the, the average church things, ceremonies, weddings, and yeah. funerals, and things. Just because it's a family tradition, that's all it is most of the time. Used to do it myself years ago. Um, yeah. Until I looked into it and thought about it. Well, why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? My own personal. Um, but my uh, my wife, she's she's Christian. You know? yeah. Um, and we have some really interesting discussions. We never argue about it. Just. Really interesting discussions. You don't need to, do you? You're saying, yeah, no. there's nothing better than having a quality conversation. Because you, you, that's you it. Don't, Respect don't understand it, mate. Brilliant. Yes, yeah. If you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't uh, expect that conversation, then you, you learn at the same time. That's it, exactly it. You know, I, I was I was watching um, a, a program. Um, oh, it was really early early this morning. Actually, I was up about five. And there was some program, and there was some this guy who was talking about um, the documentary on these structures that are thousands of years old. You've yeah. seen them. That, that, that I think the most famous ones in Lebanon. There's that great big stone. It's about a hundred tons, and it looks like it's been cut with a laser, but it's thousands of years old. There's a lot of them around the world. Um, there's a great big one in Japan, and what they were discussing was um, how how they had the technology to put the you know put these things together, cut the cut the granite and you know carbon. Oh, was, how they cut it with such precision is pretty unbelievable. Um, and that's what they're talking about. Yeah, and to think, right? Come right. on, mate. I'll let you later than this, yeah. and then I'll. Well, I was going to say in, in this program, they're talking to different people and. What I found uh, funniest about it was that different people had different theories and their own ideas of what they believed. Yeah. And this one guy was going, well, it was definitely the, the stones were they were mounted in some way and they managed to reshape them into place. And, yeah. And I'm like, well, I ain't got anybody. <laughs> Melted. <Well, stuff. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, you're laughing at it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just watching this program and I was thinking, this, this is a bit crazy, actually. Um, <laughs> but, and then I thought to myself, actually, I, I can't really have an opinion on this. I actually don't know anything about geology or anything like this. But obviously, mounting a stone is, you know, unless you're chucking it in a volcano. Um, <laughs> I can't see how you would do it. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, m- mounted it and moulded it. That, that was the best bit. That, that's what this guy was saying. Um, and uh, I, I tend to have a, a lot of views like that where um, I can have conversations with people. If I don't know what I'm talking about or don't know anything about the subject, I do. I have to say, I, have to say right, I, I don't know a lot about it or I don't know anything about it because I don't want to look like a practice that or even pretend I do. Um, but I don't see the point in me having a conversation if I don't understand somebody's talking about the subject um i like to discuss it if i you know as as you said 
you can learn from a conversation just by discussing it. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Yeah, and and it can spur you on to do some reading, you know, and educate yourself a little bit about something, which I've done quite a lot over the last few years, um, mainly about history. Um, what that's one of my big passions. History, yeah, hidden history. It's fascinating, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It is and British history in particular, but I do like world history. Um, yeah, uh, uh, our history, mate, is steeped. It's uh, brilliant, remarkable. And everywhere from every part of the country, there's something amazing. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's some amazing. Um, I have a lot of people ask me actually, where did you go on holiday last year? We went to Turkey, and I'm like, oh, I went to York, and they're going, oh, why didn't you go abroad? I'm like, what do I want to? Yeah, I like to go to places where I like going. <laughs> Tell you what, mate, right? there's, not many, there's not many countries or places, towns, whatever you want to call them, yeah. um, that, that, I mean, that are such history as you are, like um, a biking town. Bike, you yeah. Know. yeah. And it's the condition it's in as well. Yeah, that, it's brilliant. The first time I went to York, I was about 12, and I went, it was a day trip with school. And uh, it was about four or five years ago, and I'd been, me and my wife, had, we had a pub for a little while. Um, we were running this pub. And when, when we left, I said, let's go for a little break. He said, where should we go? And I said, a couple of days in York. I said, you've never been there. You'll, you'll love it. But we went up there. That couple of days turned into a week. Um, oh, nice, and, nice. Yeah, we, we went everywhere. You know, every museum. We walked the wall, you know, the, the city walls. Um, brilliant. It's just the condition of York is just pristine in it. It's... It is, yeah, yeah. And there's a pub every five metres, I think. So it's <laughs> <a> pub. <laughs> but but all your history is in the pubs as well. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, I'm sure some of them, them pubs are haunted, you know, mate, or, or allegedly haunted. I don't, I don't know the name yeah. of the pub, but I'm sure there's a couple. The, the, yeah, there's the Golden Fleece, um, which is like... Classic pub name, some, that, mate. It is, yeah. And where you got the shambles, it's just over the road on pavement. It's just, um, th- th- yeah, there's, there's Golden Fleece. There's, uh, oh, there's loads. I think there's about 12 or 13 pubs. Um, well, I was just trying to think of the name. I was doing some reading, actually. And there's the one road. Um, it's called Grey Plain. Or Grey, yeah, Grey Plain. Right. And they changed it in Victorian times. Because being a Viking area, they, a lot of the... Um, street names and everything are Viking names. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you got the yeah Grey Plain, which was originally uh, they changed the name about a hundred years ago because it was called Grow Plain. <laughs> it turns out, yeah. Well, b- before that, it had a different name. Um, it was longer. It was a place where all the prostitutes were, and it was actually called Grope Cunt Lane. And that was the, that was the Viking name for this this Grope Cunt Lane. <laughs> yeah, and that was the real name of this lane. I'm not really wow. we had one of them. Which one? I'd have a house on that street. <laughs> Where'd you live? <laughs> 69 <laughs> Rope Cunt Lane. <laughs> you don't need a key. You don't need a key, get in. <laughs> That's it. Come around and get dinner around here for a tenner. <laughs> we sound slightly converted, though. Hey, we do in a, a good bit, way. Yeah. In a good way. 
<laughs> you, I've, I've walked all, all around York and I, I love it. I, I was actually, um, a couple of years back, I was considering moving into York City. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. You must have really been I love it, absolutely. That, yeah, well, the history there, not just the history, just, just walking the streets, it's so different, you know, to anywhere in the country. I mean, I'm only 20 minutes away from Stratford, Stratford on Avon. Yeah. And that, that's nice, but it's it's not like it's quite commercialised really these days. It, it's the the centre. You got a few Tudor buildings, you know. Um, the the rest of it's not quite commercial. It's all you know shops, the you know, modern day high street shops, a couple of old pubs, and you got the um, round by the river's nice. And they do the outside outdoor the um, the outdoor theatre, which is quite good. You can walk up there and buy a beer and just watch a bit of Shakespeare for half hour. Ain't got a clue what he's saying. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a nice day out. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good day out. But it, it hasn't got the character that York has got. You know, another yeah, it's, place. It's, it's, it's unique, in it? It's, it's it really is. unique, yeah. It is. Another place. It's totally the opposite. Like, it, it, for me, it's like, Total opposite, you know, work but it's far east, whereas I like my yeah. northwest. Yeah. yeah. It's um well another place I find really uh interesting is I've got to Scotland quite a lot. I'll go into uh start a friend's house in Inverary. Oh, nice. Inverary. Um oh, yeah, it's around Argyle. Um not far from oh. Oban and Ben Nevis. Not too far, fifty mile of right. it. When you're in Scotland, fifty miles, nothing is it? Uh, no, it's uh, it, it is lovely. Isn't it? It, don't get me wrong, there's a couple of shitholes, like but the, you, you get oh, that yeah. everywhere. That's that's what exactly I, I, like, I like about Scotland is it's like. Uh, do you remember years ago, like like it where it was like green and untouched? It it just yeah yeah. It's just so different. Like now, you, you, know, you build a house on a fifty pence piece worth of land. Yeah, it's uh, well, funny enough where my where my mate lives actually in Scotland. He, he's bought one of these little cottages, and he's yeah. had to do it all up. It's in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, just outside Inverary. Lovely little place. He's at the bottom of a mountain. He's he's by a main road, so you, yeah, you can hear quite a lot of traffic if you stood outside. I mean, the walls in this place are like a metre thick. Um, really? Very, yeah, it's massive. Wait, it's it's a tiny cottage, but massive walls. Um, looks bigger looks bigger on the outside than it actually is. Um, where he is, there's a little, you know, the burns that come down from the mountain. There's one either side of the cottage. Uh, yeah. And it, it's so peaceful. You, you've The wildlife, you've got... Um, He's got red squirrels coming into into his garden. Nice. Um, that's amazing to see that. I'd never seen one before. Any of do. Um, and then over night time, you hear owls, and they're everywhere. You're surrounded by owls. And, and that's something that you don't hear a lot of really owls. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And then the one thing that I couldn't believe is I went out there early hours one morning, and the field opposite, there was an eagle in the field. I heard eagle. it before. Yeah, I, I heard it before I saw it. Um, this eagle 
I was like, that's the eagle comes out here all the time. And it flew up above us. And I was like, fucking hell. Never seen one before in my life. Massive. Absolutely massive. About two metres span its wings were. Whoa, Huge thing. That's a big bird, that, isn't it, mate? That is big. Yeah, and it, and it was quite close to us. It was probably only about 20 metres above us when it flew over. And it was, I was just looking at it. I was like, shit. Never seen anything like that before. But amazing. Absolutely amazing. That's, no, that's what you when you see stuff like that, you can't help but smile. No, nah, that's it. That's exactly it. Yeah, I love it. I, I know. I mean, travelling up and down the country um, over the years, doing various work and holidays or whatever, and I've seen some great parts: England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland too. Ireland. Yeah. I spent three months in Ireland a few years ago. Um, it was, I, what it was, I used to have a music school. And when I shut it down, I needed some work. And a friend said, come and do some shop fitting for me in Ireland. Brilliant. I'm going to do that for three months. Um, used to fly back over every Friday and go back out every Monday morning. Uh, working about 17 hours a day. Knackered. Uh, well worth mate. it. Well worth it. Yeah. Used to get a day off. Yeah, Friday was pub day. Um, <laughs> tra- traveling around, we started from Dublin. You yeah, went went down the coast, Waterford, Wexford, Cork, all the way around Limerick, and all the way back, back up to Galway. Tell you what, man, that was a journey, and that. Oh, it was brilliant. And we, we were just stopping off for like two or three days at a time in each area. It was amazing. We went through. Uh, Athenroy, you know, the fields of Athenroy, the famous one. And ah. when we were going through there, because it was a, it's a battlefield, as we were going through there, so the time of the year we were there around between, between uh, was it November and January, the time we were there, um, it just rained all the time. But when it stops raining, the sun comes out, it's just this mist. And of course, when the sun's shining, because there's so much, it's so damp over there and there's so much moss on the old buildings. It glows. And I think that's why they call it the Emerald Oil. Um, everything <laughs> glows, it's this green. But when we, when we got to Athen, right, we're going around this, this hill, this countryside. And I saw this sign, battle, Battlefield. And I said to my mate, he's driving. I said, stop a minute. I said, I'm just going to get out and take a walk up that field. I said, I just feel like I've got it while I'm here. I want to see it. Yeah, it's a famous battle site. And going up there, I, mean, I didn't see any ghosts or anything like that, but it was so eerie, the atmosphere. Yeah, it was dead silent. You could hear the odd dot crow in the in the distance and just this mist and this light, sunlight shining on this like, moss and these old block ruins and things around it. The atmosphere was absolutely um, brilliant. Uh, I think... I didn't have a camera on me at the time, and my phone had run out, I think. <laughs> but I just wish I could have took some photos or filmed just where I was standing. But I still don't think I'd have picked up the atmosphere that I was feeling. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that is uh, one thing that a camera can't achieve, is the the atmosphere. Because you can go yeah. to some places. I mean, like back where I, I, I go mountain biking, it's like my back garden's basically Sankey Valley. don't know if you've heard yeah. of it, Sankey Valley Canal. Um, I haven't done. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of another what a place. It's got the the history, hundreds of years of history. Yeah. Um, 
it's just mind blowing. But there's some certain like there's like a maze. Uh, um, it don't matter what time of day you go. You, this is just a very creepy vibe about it. No, I won't say it's yeah. creepy. Is in like oh shit, I don't want to go in there. It makes me want to go in there. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But do you know what I mean? Like that, that, that yeah atmosphere. Yeah, it's it. It's almost like um, a, a good example of that. Actually, there was I visited a place a few years ago, and it was an old uh, cotton museum. It was an old cotton factory. I can't remember where it was. Um, and of course, when I was there, it was really quiet. You know, there weren't many people around. But for some reason, I had this atmosphere. You could feel the atmosphere of people. Um, I suppose it. It was such a busy place. You know, there would have been hundreds of people working in this place. Um, and there would have been horse and carts, you know, just collecting, you know, delivering and taking things away. Yeah. Um, constantly on the go in the place. And I think the mill was running for about, I don't know, 18 hours a day. So, you, you know, seven days a week. So it's, you can imagine the work that's, that's happened at this place. Well, for some reason, it felt like... I don't know, this, the weird that the feeling it gave off, that it felt like that that was, should still be going on or it is going on, but you couldn't see anybody. It was ever so weird. Um, and I suppose that's a similar thing to anywhere, anywhere else that's been, um, what they call it, like a residual energy, perhaps. Well, is that like, for example, where there's been like, events, what's happened there in the past? Yeah. It's, right, I get you, get you. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing that's happened somewhere. It's just where a lot of things have happened and, you know, it's been a busy place. Or yeah. It's like, I yeah. suppose if you took somewhere like London and all of a sudden to turn it into a field, not a bad idea, actually. It's like, London. Um, that's a very good <laughs> idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> turn it into a big field, go back a couple of hundred years later, and you're going to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I've done some work down there as well. That I'll, Nothing against people in London. I don't like London. No, they're not. Do you not think it's a lot? The, the people are a lot different. Not. It's like. Uh, yeah. Rude. It's like yeah. You know what I mean, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found. Do you know what? What I found. When I, was, I worked in different areas of London, and I found I worked in a couple of rough parts, and I found it a bit too rough for me. <laughs> I've got, I've got a, some of the people I met were, were lovely, you know, they, they were yeah. really down to earth. And the the part of London I didn't like was when I met a lot of the uh, the more middle class areas. I found everybody was in a rush. Yeah. Nobody had time to talk to anybody. and they, they seemed very rude. I don't think they were rude. I think it was just the case of their pace of life was a lot different to mine. Um. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's like, well, it's like the same. Manners make it the man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't cost out being being um, <laughs> being like respectable. That that's I'm not exactly being snobby it. at all. And that's, that's just that's how it is. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've got the same attitude. Uh, yeah, it's just. I think it's just something everybody should have. If, if you're not respectful to somebody else and have some manners. You yeah. shouldn't talk to anybody. Keep yourself to yourself. That's and don't just nothing, mate. You, you, That's a great I, I like this. You, I'll, I'll, 
treat you right, I expect to be treated back in that same way. Yeah. You know, if you've been a knob with someone, then you expect to be a knob back. That's exactly it. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been in. Do the you know, what I think is Clem. <laughs> I think it's the it's the I think it's the generation. Yeah, I I think a lot of it is. Yeah. I've got to say, I mean, where I live, there's a lot of kids um, in, in the town. You get a lot of chavy, chav kids. I don't know if they're called chavs these days. I don't know what we call them. Teenagers hanging around. And you know? Yeah, yeah. You get good and bad. You've always had good and bad. And I find a lot of them kids are actually quite respectful. They say please and thank you. And yeah, they talk to you. Um, not all of them. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's. it's- Schooling as well, mate. It's uh, yeah, schooling's massive. changed massively. massively. Yeah, I've, I've I've worked in schools teaching guitar. And ah, right, so you you have like first hand. Yeah, you, and you know, when when I was at school, you had a bit of fear sometimes. Like you did from some of the teachers, you had a bit of fear. Um, and with that little bit of fear, I think you had a bit of respect. You know, yeah. I remember my head headmaster in high school. He was the loveliest boat you'd ever meet, but he was the biggest bastard you'd ever meet as well. You know, he, he'd scare you just looking at you. This, this boat would. Yeah, um, he's scared. <laughs> in the schools I've worked at, the kids don't give a shit. You know, headmaster will say something. It, not not just in high schools, in the in the middle school, headmaster head will say something, and they just go whatever, and walk off. They don't care. <laughs> It's madness. I don't know. You always had a couple of kids who done that at school. Yeah, if, when, when I was a kid, I remember that happening. But it's like nearly every kid is like it in the school now. It's really, really weird. Really weird. The attitude is so different. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I suppose a lot of parents' attitudes are different as well, you know, as times have changed. Um, and I, I don't think what helps, one of the things I don't think helps is phones and tablets and stuff like that. every time i see a kid they've got a phone or a tablet in hand um, yeah i'll use them we, myself. we didn't have anything like that mate did we nah nothing i remember we didn't have a, a we, we had a color telly i think about 1990 when i was a kid and then we yeah. had a video player just afterwards um about two years before dvds come out i think um <laughs> 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 I remember it was amazing when we got that. Um, <laughs> I remember I was, I was still, I think it was 1994, I was still buying cassettes because I, I didn't have a CD player. Yeah. Still buying cassettes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I'd, have, I'd have been 19 then. It's crazy how the change. I mean, even technology. Yeah. You think, do you remember when CDs first came out? Yeah, yeah. The peanut oh, on it. You're like, you like, know, head exploding. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and now. Like Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> now, mate, it's, I can't remember the last time I bought a CD. I can't remember. Do you know, same here. Same here. Um, I, I tell you, I bought one last year, and it was only because my wife collects the Iron Maiden albums. Oh, <laughs> and they brought a new album out. So I bought one for a birthday. Oh, that's <laughs> nice, mate. Yeah, and, uh, I thought, yeah, I'll get it. Like that. 
But yeah, other than that, it's been years. <laughs> the only time I buy a CD is if I go and see somebody live, you know, like uh, a local band or something, some, some up and coming band. And I oh, right, from, buy... and the shops when you, and you go to the concerts, like. That's it, yeah, a, a local band or something. And it just helps yeah. them out, give them a tenner, whatever. You know. Fair play, Matt. Fair play, mate. Yeah, always do that. Yeah, when I was in York, actually, that, uh, last time I was up there, in the Golden Fleece, they have live music every night. And it's, 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 the, it's the students from um, the university, because it's history, right. history, sport, and music is what it's well known for, the uh, university. All these students play around the pubs. The Golden Fleece is the main one they play at. So I was there seven nights. It's like a well, well, well known, mate, for up and coming. Is it like an up and coming band type of place as well? I, I, I think it must be, yeah. Right. But, but I was there for seven nights, went into the pub every night for a point, and bought a CD every night. So I spent 70 quid just on CDs, you know, um, <laughs> just supporting <laughs> these kids. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I've that's got them nice home. That, listen, yeah, it's got to be done. I, I've, I think, I've been there and done it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could imagine that you don't just buy it for the sake of it. If it sounds good and you think yeah, it's it worth buying, yeah. but yeah. That's sound. it. I don't, yeah. I remember getting them home, these CDs, and having a, having a listen to them. I've done a proper listen. So these kids not only have written the songs, they've learned to produce their own albums and things. Like, you know, it's part of that course. I'm sorry, I listen yeah. to it. And it's good enough to be on the telly, in the charts. You know, it's some real talent. Oh, well. And uh, I thought that was brilliant. Support, yeah, support the little ones. Well, I think. never know; they could be big one day. And uh, it happens. Uh, Can do, mate. You, yeah. With the way media's gone now, whether you do music, anything to do with the you know media, music, TV, anything like that, it's all gone downhill. It's so readily available and easy to do for people. You can sit on a computer. Um, you can download some music software. Watch it sometimes for free. And you can create pieces of music without having any knowledge. It'll take you a few weeks just to learn some basics on, on how to use the software. You can create a piece of music without no knowledge whatsoever. Um, and I've heard people do it. And it, it amazes me. I remember uh, getting into that sort of thing years ago. I started getting into recording music, yeah, uh, and composing. And what, what I what I did was, um, I, I had some software. It was in, in fact, it was on an Atari ST. <laughs> Even better, Atari ST. That long ago, yeah, that long ago. And the only software I could get was uh, a single quartet. You could only put one note in at a time, so you could have four instruments. <laughs> so you couldn't, you know, it was all violin, cello, and bass, you know, um, <laughs> and viola, that was it. Um, Even that, mate, that tech skill to, it to did, get that I, right. But with, with this software, you had to learn to read music, you had to learn to write music. Um, so I, I learned in that way. So eventually yeah. I, I could write it down on paper and I'd write, write music down. Um, on a piece of paper, like a, like, you know, a, a composer would, you know, that's what I did. Um, but now you can get a computer. Fascinating can, that, mate, it really is. You can hold down, you can plug a keyboard into a computer now, hold down a chord, just three notes, 
load up some software and it plays the whole orchestra for you and it, all you're doing is playing a chord. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. What is that it's, on? It's, we just have it set on some sort of loop or but like, is that how it works? It's, it's, it's just the way it works. Um, there's different software you can use. I can hold down a Crazy chord it, and you can hear like a whole orchestra, change the chord and obviously the whole orchestra moves along with that chord. And that is crazy. You would never know that it weren't real. Um, it's like I, anybody listening, it'd be like, um, oh, you think there's like fucking you know, a dozen people playing different instruments when it's not. It's just you. and That's exactly it. That is there, crazy. There, there's loads of it out there. There's software like that. I mean, you can watch a film now and you'll see that the music's done by one person. Um, take Hans Zimmer, for instance. Famous one at the moment. Hans Zimmer does actually use an orchestra, but not an orchestra. Oh, that is a familiar name, that, mate. He's done oh, in some massive films. Um, try and name one. That's a, Inception. There's a good one. There's, there's one. Inception? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't remember. I think it's Tom Cruise. I don't know. I can't remember. I, never, I, I didn't like the film, but I know it's one of his films. But he's, he'll hold down the... Yeah, he, he, he does things like... Um, he'll have the, a full orchestra, but when he's back in the studio... He'll add parts, more orchestral parts, and it's just him and his computer. You know, very sure, clever man, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah. But it's, a lot of it's easy to do. Um, you can, you got, you got this auto tune um, on the voices years ago when it first came out, and you heard the stupid things like share, you know, that weird voice, that warble in her voice. A lot of these, like, what are they called grime and rap artists are doing it at the moment and they'll have a singing part where they just sounds very robotic and blocky really weird sounding yeah that was auto-tune now auto-tune now i mean that's been going on for 20 odd years that software has been around so in 20 years 20 odd years later auto-tune is still around but it's got to a stage now where you can use it on stage you can actually go onto stage and not be able to sing that well as long as you're close enough the software will bring you into perfect pitch and nobody will ever know. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, it's, it's fucking it's remarkable, wrong. isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely amazing, but it's completely wrong because it takes the talent away from people. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind if somebody makes a mistake. It means it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just human like the rest of us. I make mistakes, we all do. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, I know... My son went to see um, Black Sabbath with Ozzy Osbourne on their last, very last yeah. tour a few years back. Oh, I weren't interested in going because I know the bloke can't sing. He can't sing anymore. <sighs> yeah. He was never a bit brilliant, but, you know, he's just got worse over it. He can hardly speak, can he? So how the hell is he going to sing? But um, <laughs> <laughs> he's come back with some recordings on his phone and he's singing perfect. And I'm like, nah, he's using this auto-tune. You know, he, he can't do that live anymore. <laughs> he should have knocked it on the head a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's honest. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think the same sort of thing is happening everywhere in, in media. When you look at um, videos, you know, when you watch a film, say um, one of the Marvel films, Iron Man or something like that. It looks so realistic now. It, the CGI has got amazing, become amazing. Oh, it, and then you, it, it really is, isn't it? It can be. It is, um, yeah. I don't know if it's beneficial for us or 
are the, like the opposite. Well, this is what I was going to say, actually. A few years back, they brought out that app, Face app, was it called? And you could swap your face with somebody else. Um, I know what you mean. I don't know what it's called, though, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I, I actually, for a laugh, I, I wrote this piece of music a few years back. It was just a bit of a mess about. And I put it out online. And somebody said to me, can you make a video for it? And what, what they wanted was to see me playing guitar. Um, you know, so. Right. No, that ain't me. I'm not one of these people who makes videos of myself. I can't. You know, I feel, I feel a bit weird doing that. Um, so I thought, for a laugh, I'll put my face on it. And I've got this app, this face app thing. And you can download videos, um, any video that's on the internet, and replace it with your face. So I've just done like a compilation of all these videos. They're really funny. Um, I've done everything from Wednesday Adams for the girl to women in bikinis. And they've all got my face, you know. Um, <laughs> I've done everything, covered all sorts of things. And I, I've put this music, I, 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 that's my music video. <laughs> I've just sent it to this bloke. Like, yeah, mate. <laughs> and he featured oh, it on mate. Twitch channel. And he featured Seriously. it on Twitch channel. Yeah. That's fucking brilliant. That, it really is a, a brilliant achievement, that. It, it, it was, I mean, I didn't get anything for it or anything like that, but it was just a bit of fun, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, But yeah. it's the fact that I used my face, and some of it you can't tell. You really can't tell. Um, it, it looks quite natural. There's, yeah. there's, there's one, um, there was a couple of images of uh, Native Americans, and um, I'm quite dark-skinned. Um, so I, where I've put my face on the, the these images or the videos, it looks completely natural. My face sort of fits. <laughs> oh, this is really weird. Um, it, I, I played it to my mum, and she was she was going, yeah, "It looks like your uncle." <laughs> what a brilliant! And the other one was the face swap as well, where you could take your photo uh, along somebody else's photo, and it blends them in. Um, we put your face on theirs and, and vice versa. Um, oh, yeah, that technology is quite scary as well. Um, especially where when you look at the news or anything like that these days, you've got this man was spotted somewhere, so and so. And it's, you know, how do you know if that photo is real now? How do you know if that video is real? How do you know that's, how do you know that's yeah. the, uh, Putin actually speaking on that video on the telly? You know, it's, uh, you know, it's like, there's that many possibilities now, oh, like yeah, doctrine, exactly photos, uh, even voice. You can, you could, oh yeah, yeah, match it up, it's and uh, it's crazy. That's that's what that auto tune does as well. You see what I was talking about. That um, what does it? You can change, you can change the the size of your throat and the way your tongue moves. What? Just on the software. Yeah, seriously. Really? Oh, so yeah, like, so you like can make a perfect adaptation of what, like your peak voice. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Gee, yeah. man. Yeah, it's scary stuff. Um, I mean, that's only the software that's available commercially. Yeah. You, you, you imagine oh, what these big, Yeah, you imagine what these big studios have got. Uh, oh. yeah, my son was watching, um, going back to Star Wars, actually, he was watching The Mandalorian. Oh, uh, I'm not yeah, into it. I love it. Do you watch the link of it? I, I'm not into it. I can't get into it. I think not? I overdosed on Star Wars as a kid. I overdosed a lot. Quality, mate. Yeah. 
he was showing me the uh, the part with Luke Skywalker where he comes back into it as a young Luke Skywalker. Um, yeah, he's, I'll have done that. Um, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it, it really is. You um, you wouldn't know. You just wouldn't wouldn't no. know at all. Even through his voice, he's perfect. Um, but even even Mark Hamill don't sound like that anymore. <laughs> he sounds a lot older. <laughs> but they've got his voice perfect, don't they? Um, yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But again, that just goes to show you don't know what's real anymore on the TV. And I think it's one of those things which uh, benefits us for film, you know, in entertainment. But yeah. when it comes down to real life, we don't know if it's film and entertainment. <laughs> well, have you... Um... Watched the Book of Boba Fett yet, Glenn? I haven't. No, um, it, that could have been what he was showing me. I can't remember. He was showing me something. Um, my son's watched all of them. He's mad on it all. Yeah, um, uh, don't blame him, mate. It's um, always remarkable. I thought so anyway. But I, I, you know, I, do you know? It's it's one of those things. I want to. I would like to sit and watch again, but I think I'd I'd like to sit and watch the films again because I haven't watched them for years. Um, uh, the first three, <laughs> not the first three. Classics, mate. Not care what anybody says, they are classics. Yeah, I've got them all on DVD, but I, really? I think it's a case of yeah, brilliant, I don't think brilliant. Well, I think it's just a case of sitting there and watching them again and getting back into it, and then yeah, yeah. One of my problems is I'm not a big TV watcher. Um, it's different, isn't it? It's, I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather listen to a podcast, mate. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. Only if it's something that I really, really want to watch, I will go out my way. Yeah, same here. Uh, the, the only thing I tend to watch is, yeah. yeah. The only thing I, I really watch on TV is um, I, I like the odd documentary and a series on love is Vikings. Absolutely. Oh, but, have you seen the new Valhalla? Do you know I didn't watch the last series of Vikings, and I'm catching up with that first. Right. I know it's set about 100 years or so afterwards. I um, think it's about that, isn't it? Roughly, something like yeah. that. Um, you've got to watch I thought, it, I'll mate. finish this off. Yeah. I'll finish this off yeah. first. I watched all of them and gave up on about series four, I think, the last one. Because um, <laughs> I'll get bored because yeah. they drag on a bit and they go on. I think, yeah, I think they did. They're just trying to make, make it get as much out of it as if they possibly could. Um, yeah. But I yeah, think this this Valhalla is uh, it's worth well worth the the watch, mate. Yeah, no, my missus even my missus even into it. <laughs> she loves I'll it, honestly. <laughs> she, she, she keeps trying to get one into the first series, and every time she walks in on a bit, it's always some like blood and guts or something. And yeah. she's going, oh, "I'm watching this." <laughs> that's that's the same, mate, for me. Um, to come, <laughs> come get proper into the first um, the Vikings. Um, yeah, but this this one she's uh, well into it. The other one she watches actually, and I, I really enjoyed it. Was The Witcher? Um, yeah, The Witcher. That's that's not too bad, is it? I started watching the second series the other week, and I've forgot about it since. I've been doing other things, but um, but yeah, I, was, I quite enjoyed that. That's pretty good. It's all over the Lord of the Rings and that stuff as well. Oh, um, Lord of the Rings. I'm a bit. Un- Bit unsure about this new series that's coming onto Amazon. Too. Um, yeah, it's September. Well. Out that, mate. 
It is, yeah. Yeah. A bit dubious about that, but it'd be worth a look. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. see it being bad. Yeah. Uh, no, hopefully it's not. I hope it's... I mean, I, it, what happened to... Uh, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Do you know, I give up on that. I watched the first couple of episodes and, and I watched... I think what put me off was I saw there was, like, God knows how many series and so many episodes and I was just like, I can't be honest to sit through all this. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think um, they, they, they fucked up royally on that, um, yeah. my opinion, my opinion. But, you, know, you know, a few years ago, um, I was asked to do, uh, I was asked to play guitar at this place. It was at Ragley Hall, which is uh, in Warwickshire. Yeah. Um, and, and I went along to play my guitar, my wife sings, and she was singing with me. It was for some charity event. Oh, these are. You, you, so your missus gets on stage and does the. That's yeah, she's a singer. It. Yeah, it's nice. this charity charity event, and there was these artists um, who were auctioning off their work. Yeah, oh, we went, went, went along, played a bit of guitar. And I obviously then I said, oh, "I'm going to go for a fag, go for a kind of a smoke." And uh, I'm in the co- courtyard. So they said, can't smoke in here. So that's all right. I went through the courtyard door when I was out there, outside. Can't smoke out. Was it outside? Yeah, we're outside. It was in a courtyard because right. it's like an estately owned thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's be outside. I just didn't want to miss and uh, a bit posh, you know. Riff uh, raff. Yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> the people with money. <laughs> the ones who don't know what baked beans are. Anyway, it was uh, gone outside. Beans on toast. Yeah. <laughs> this, this bloke's come out, pack of amber leaf all in a fag. And he, he, goes, uh, he goes, Can we smoke out here? I said, Yeah. Just light, light up, mate. He said, There, have a smoke. Never thought much of it, having a chat with him, a bit of a laugh. Gone back in. My, my wife knows the woman who runs the stables at this stable home. Then we've walked up to her and she goes, Have you seen Kit? No, I, I thought were, when she said kit, I thought she meant the car from Night Rider. I thought they'd got it on show or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, I'm looking around for this car. I'm where, like, is no, where is it? Yeah, where is it? And she, she gave me a funny look. Of course, my wife thought the same thing. And, and I just thought, she's a bit of a nutty, mate. Yeah. Anyway, carried on playing guitar. Yeah, got back on, on stage, played guitar a bit. And this guy who He'd been outside having a smoke with us. He was sat there watching and yeah. giving us a bit of abuse, having a laugh. Anyway, as we finished, this woman got on the stage. She said, I'd like to in- introduce uh, a, 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 the auctioneer today, our celebrity auctioneer, Kit Harrington. And that's who we'd been with all day. I didn't even have a clue who he was. Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Oh, he's stinking out, isn't it, John Stone? John Stone, yeah. I didn't know who he was. Didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make him aware as well? You didn't know. I bet he knew, didn't he, when you looked at him? <laughs> you know what it's shit, it's him. <laughs> no, I still didn't know. It was somebody. <laughs> I was thinking, who is he? I love it. I love it. And then I asked him, who is he? And I said, yeah, John Snow. When they said John Snow, I'm thinking, was he like a weatherman in the morning? Was it Good Morning Britain years ago? John Snow. Well, that, that ain't John Snow. <laughs> Did you just say a weatherman? <laughs> yeah. 
John C was a weatherman on Good Morning Britain or something like that years ago. Um, <laughs> can't pass it that, mate. <laughs> because I, I, I'm completely oblivious who Keith Harrington was and John Snow, uh, you know. <laughs> because once it was explained, I was like, ah, I knew I knew his face from somewhere. I'd, I'd seen him about. <laughs> I, I got chatting with him afterwards. I, that. I told him, I said, I just found out who you are. I said, and I've never heard of you. <laughs> and he was going, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> he said, I love it. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I, I spent pretty much about four or five hours chatting with him on and off throughout the day. And he was a really nice guy. Really down to oh, earth. Yeah, really, yeah, get, really I can nice. imagine some of them they're just tits. Yeah. If he's like if he's like that, mate, then they, you know, fair play to him. Do you, he he wrote he wrote and produced that uh three part series, Gunpowder, a few years ago. Do you know right? I I, I know of it and I've heard of it, I've not watched it though. Is it is it worth watch? Spot on. It's brilliant. But I will it's, but I'll be looking out for that then, mate. The great thing about it, he plays Robert Catsby in it. Yeah. Who was the main? Who was the main conspirator at Wallow? Even though we don't hear that now, we have Guy Fawkes, but he was the main conspirator. Right. Um, Guy Fawkes, obviously, he was the he was the main guy for the gunpowder because he was the explosive yeah. expert. He was the soldier, and uh, he was of course they made an example of him, didn't they? Tried to, but um, but yeah, they got it spot on, um, right from the beginning till the end, and. The actual houses that they went to and hid at, you know, around the country, it all gets a mention. And I'm like, yeah, he's got it historically, right? He really did a really did do a good job. I was, I was really impressed. That's brilliant, that. Yeah. What's it called? It's it's gunpowder. Yeah, it's just good. Gunpowder. Is it on Netflix, Clint? I haven't got a clue. I, um, I don't know. I've got it on DVD. So, but it was it was on just. Um, no telly when it first came out, right? But, um, oh, just like on BBC or something like that, yeah, yeah. But it yeah. was, uh, yeah, really, it was really good, really impressive. That's, I, I, I love that story of the gunpowder, it's brilliant. Yeah. I think, uh, it's got a that that had a lot more impact on our history. Than a lot of people realize. Yeah. yeah um, Policy towards. Yeah. Um, that that so when you when you find like the proper origin, like the proper story of the uh, someone as a guy thought it's, it's a massive part of history, isn't it? Whichever yeah. way you look at it, I, well, that's what I think that's, anyway. And it spans the whole country, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, Guy Fawkes was from Yorkshire. You've got. The Throckmortons and the Catesbys, who were like my area, and then the other links, which I can't remember, who were down south. And that's what I love it spreads across the whole country, and all these people united and just said bollocks after some of this. You know, didn't quite work, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of punk in me. <laughs> Of anarchy, you know, <laughs> you fucking rebel, rebel. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, right. Just yeah. let me just. Uh, you know when you meant Preston before. Sorry. The place in Preston you, you mentioned before. Oh, yeah. I've, Jingle I've been to a, Yeah. Right. Have you ever heard of Whittingham Asylum? No. no. 
It is at, I think it's Guznar, it's not at that. Guznar, Guznar. That's in the same area. Of course, we have Whittingham. That's, that, yeah. yeah, Whittingham Hospital, yeah. Um, right. That, yeah. That's why it's sort of like, when you mentioned it before, I was like, I wonder if it's the same place. And the last time I went, it's uh, it had a frightening, the security was all, all around. You couldn't get anywhere near. I think they were uh, building, like, uh, developing, like, a new housing. Ah, right, yeah. Uh, and then you just couldn't get anywhere near without being noticed. Anyway, we uh, we got in there, sneaked yeah. in, yeah. and it, it, it was that... Is he called like, um, they call it, don't they call it something, is it suburban, somewhat like, it's some, it's like a bit of, it was like a bit of a craze, like where people, you know, like places like Condemnedo, you, you can't go in there. People oh yeah, the, the urban exploring. That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Urban exploring, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of that going on on YouTube at the moment. Is it still going on now? Yeah, there's loads of it going on. Right. <laughs> um, but the, that, that place, it had its own graveyard in there, its own um, like, like a chapel and that. Um, and you read some of the stories, what what went on there. And oh, yeah. well, the asylum back in then, what, 1873, I think, it opened. Yeah. So, mad. Um, yeah, mad stuff. Yeah, they've. they've Fucking torture them, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Well, and do you know, do you know <laughs> Carry on, sorry. <laughs> just thinking now, like, like, like what we're talking about, and like people yeah. like, like paranormal or UFOs, and just anything what's just not normal. Yeah. Back then, they'd have thrown you in places like that. Just, oh, for, like, just for having yeah. a bit of your own freedom of speech, anything. Just... Oh, you'd have been chased by pitchforks and everything. Yeah. Would... Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, funny, funny, funny that you mentioned that actually. I was watching um, TV last night, I think it was on Channel 5, and it was um, it was telling you the story of Broadmoor um, oh, and how oh, it started. Still yeah, open, yeah. Isn't it? it is, yeah. yeah. It was telling you about how it started. Um, and it was basically an, an asylum to start with. Um, oh, like a straight out um, asylum. Yeah, and it it just became more of a secure unit as it went on. Um, scary stuff. We just watching this documentary, I was like, yeah, we'll want reading up on some of this. Uh, interesting. And anyway, there was one section it was in the nineteen twenties, and I think it was happening around all the asylums. They were injecting people with a, an insulin shot to induce a coma because they believed it relaxed their brain to help them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm diabetic, so um, yeah. That, so they injected insulin in and yeah. non-diabetic individual. Yeah. yeah, to induce a coma. And of, of course, some, yeah, it's scary, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, that was only a hundred years ago. You know, after World War One, and people are being still being treated like that, and. Um, wow. That's my grandparents were around at that time. But um, when, when you think it was, um, yeah, some of these people didn't come out of it, obviously. Not, yeah. 
Got key two coming out of it. Yeah. yeah. Scary stuff. So uh, I was watching something the other week actually. Um I tend to watch a lot of documentaries like this. And it was about um the full frontal lobotomy and how they went through the process where they'd take this like needle through your eye, corner of your eye and go up into your brain. And they would do it oh. while you're awake. Well, yeah, they just, yeah, they would put it straight through your through your eye, like the, not through your eye, in into like next to your eye, go into your brain, just basically mush it up a bit and pull it back up. And, uh, <laughs> There's just no words. There's just no words that can describe why you would want to do that. Yeah, it's it's pure pure torture. You know, these people were experimenting on living people, basically, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and do you know it's like um, what was the guy called? uh, How else? Which is it? Um, Mangle, the Angel of Death. Yeah. 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 Uh, he. he <clears throat> now, nah, I'm not I'm not talking out of context here. It's just my view on what what I'm just looking at this now off the cuff from what you're saying, and um, that's the sort of the shit what you'd expect to hear that he did to people. Yeah. Yeah, that is exactly it. it is exactly that's, it. A, that's a procedure without any anesthesia or that, that's yeah. Humanely fucking wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely madness. There's more madness than that than there were with the people who were suffering with these illnesses. You know, you look at some of these you know, people who were put in these asylums years ago, and you'd have women, you know, who got they just had babies and they'd killed the baby because there was no help for them, and they'd basically just lost it. You know, um, what's it called? Pre um, post-traumatic stress. Yeah, that's what they. Yeah. Have. They're, they're like, you know, people still get it today. You know, it's, it's a cop, well, common thing. Still not treated very well, I don't think. But um, but women would be banged up in these places for years. You know, they'd have to kill the babies or anything. They could just be their husband or say, "Oh, my wife lost the plot, bang her in there for a bit, and never see her again." You know, and, uh, <laughs> my. Well, be a good thing sometimes. <laughs> it's just so sad, isn't it, mate? Out uh, uh, because that's what they're doing. Put them in and that, and uh, just block them up and forget about them. Just that's keep exactly them like that. Yeah. And the, the medication, what they're like zombies. It's 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 quite a weird one, I think. With the years ago when we had the um, when they shut a lot of these places down, and it was like the care in the community thing that they brought up. And they were putting people with a lot of mental issues back out on the streets and you know, into flats or care homes. You know. So I'm not trying to live like everyday people. I won't say normal people because not all of us are normal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, uh, but yeah, giving people a chance you know, to you know, they get their medication, they'll see a doctor every now and again, which is great. But I think one of the problems they've stumbled across now, it's gone a little bit too far the other way where there's people ask, out there asking asking for help with mental issues who don't get don't get the help you know yeah oh some of my family members have had some mental issues um and have not been able to receive help or it's took years to get any help um you know just to see a psychologist is hard 
all they do is say, they just say, right, here's a counsellor. All a counsellor is, is is somebody just trying to sit there and listen to you. You know, that, that's all a counsellor is, really. Yeah. Um, and like, like, anybody could do that. I could go, just go to the pub and chat. Might be on the bar. Yeah. <laughs> true, it is true. Yeah, you'd probably get more, you know, a better session or because um, I mean, <laughs> like like with that, you're speaking to somebody you you most likely don't don't know. Excuse me, so you don't know. It's just like you say, just like talking to any any random person. It is you, yeah. I know it's um it, it's quite scary, really. Uh, and I know a few people who have been counsellors um yeah. over the years, and they've said some of them have totally agreed with what I say. You know, it's just a job for me and you're just talking to me anybody could do it and some of them actually really believe they're helping people um well you probably do help some people i yeah, think uh, if they do help them then that's a bonus isn't it it is yeah i think um sometimes things are suggestive to people as well um like for instance somebody mentioned to me a few years back about meditation now yeah from when I was about six years old up until I was about mid thirties, I'd be I'd, I'd practiced different about five different styles of martial arts. Um, oh, very nice. Uh, what what kind of? Um, I've done Shotokan karate, so I got to my black belt third dan in that. Um, I done Wing Chun, Wing Chun kung fu. So like that kung, kung fu, yeah. Yeah, um, but it's it's more like a boxing sort of style. Yeah. Um, I've done I've, I've done a couple of different forms of karate, um, and the, uh, the Shotokan was my main one. And then the did you, um, did you ever do Gojiru? I didn't know that was something my uncle did actually. I've probably gone to a couple of classes and forgot because I, I used to go around to different ones years ago, um, just just to see what the difference was and you know, getting on with different instructors and meeting new yeah. people. Because it was a bit of great fun, great way to spend your childhood anyway <laughs> um <laughs> it was fun yeah and then uh, yeah as i got older I, I started looking into like these um it, it had to be looked at especially back then it was all this chi and meditation and yeah, oh, you yeah. probably you, you probably remember some of the fake martial arts yeah. out there yeah it, it's a big part of it though into that that culture in general it is it is yeah but some of it went a bit over the top with the death touch and you know <laughs> The butterfly landing <laughs> and, and place and you're dead and all this you know, hilarious stuff. Um I suppose when all that modern the modern MMA stuff came out, they ironed it out a lot. So they ain't got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but so, but years ago I looked into that spiritual side of the meditation and things like that. I learned how to do it and all this. And all I ever found it did for me is relax me. Which which is great because you know, I, I I'm one of these people who don't relax very often. Um when somebody mentioned to me a few years back about they were talking about meditation and they were saying if you i can get you to meditate in the right way and it was a counselor actually who said this and he said um i was helping some um extra uh, some, some people who just who were just coming off some drugs um and they didn't want to take the medication that the gp had given them so I've been giving them this meditation, and I call it meditation high. So when they've done the meditation, they're high. I'm like, okay, that's just power of suggestion. All of that is just power of suggestion, I've got to say. 
because I've done meditation. <laughs> you know, it always might be relaxed. I've tried different things. I, I, even when it comes to, I've tried to, um, somebody's tried to hypnotise me. I, I've really wanted them to do it. They hypnotised me then. And they couldn't hypnotise me. Um, and I think it depends how far you're willing your mind. Uh, you know, you've got to let go of your mind completely and let somebody control you. I, I was just going to say that then. It, um... It's like, I, I found that really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I mean I could be wrong. I've never, never um, crossed my mind to to be wanted to be hypnotised, but I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just yeah. it's never appealed to me. Uh, it's like letting somebody letting somebody into your fucking head, and you you don't you don't know what anybody's um, you know in, incentive is really. Um, no, that's it. That's exactly it. But, uh, so and, and so you was like you in full control of your mind and you just wasn't letting them in. Is that what it was? Yeah, well, I, I presume so because I, I tried to do it. I tried to do everything that, that I said. Fucked him up. <laughs> yeah, it, it did. <laughs> but they, they actually said, they actually said, we we can't we can't help. We can't get yeah get you to do it. You need to relax. I'm, not, I'm relaxed, and I'm just like I said. No matter what you're saying to me, it's just not doing anything because you know it's just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so perhaps fuck off might be uh, too kind. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do think. So, I mean, some of this stuff. It, uh, I mean, some of the martial arts stuff actually crosses over into the paranormal. Um, some of the stories and, and things, um, especially China and Japan, and you got there's so many like ghost stories that you hear that are connected to the martial arts and myths and legends, which are fascinating. Uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It, uh, yeah, they're great. The great stories and everything, but when you've got some of these um, experts and they really believe in it, you know, it's a bit mad. I don't know. Who am I to say? I could be completely wrong. They could, could prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, Mate, it's, it's like uh, it, I've been trying hard enough. <laughs> it's like it's like all the legends and like like the the lore of it. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's everywhere. It's near enough fascination but for me. Fucking... With with myths and legends, but one of the things I love is how when you find certain things that are the same all over the world. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, different cultures, and it's the same story type. Is, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the the story of the sun god, you know, who, who rises, you know, in, in the winter, the you know, the winter, winter solstice, and we have Christmas, the rising of the sun, which is like Mithras, Ra, Jesus. There's, there's loads of, um, mm. it's all the same story. Um, I, I love that; it's great. And when, when you when you look into like myths and legends, and that story is just told over and over again in a different way. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's great how it's travelled around the whole world, and how old is it? It's a couple more, mate. It's just um, yeah. I, it's like as I said on about before, like a hidden history and stuff. Um, and oh yeah, like myths and legends, and that it's just um, it's just fascinating, mate. It really is. Oh, it is yeah. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's, it's the same as religion and the stories, because a lot of them are related. You know, um, 
so yeah, I've always been interested in things like that. I, I, I love the um, Celtic lives and legends. Uh, yes, you know, yes, uh, and. Uh, and the Viking as well, you know, the, and the Saxon myths and legends. There's a lot that yes. we, we're not taught. We, for some reason, we're only taught Greek. Then we talk, you know, that's the only ones you hear about as a kid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> quite weird. Yeah, and even that, we're not taught a lot, really, are we? Uh, no, no, you just about, yeah, briefly touch it. Yeah, but uh, I, I think the ones you know, our own myths and legends, the Celtic and the. Saxon myths and legends, you know, yeah, they're great, they're yeah. just as good as the Greek ones, pretty much the same, to be honest. Yeah, but um, just on, on our own land, you know, lands that we don't, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You I, I've got, um, have you heard of uh, a gentleman, Sir Gary Wayne? No, no. I'll send you uh, a couple of shows I've done with Gary. Um, uh, oh, mate. It, uh, you're just going to have to have a listen. Uh, yeah. Remarkable. What does he do, like, myths and legends? He covers the story? Yeah, he's, 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 he's written his own. It's Christian, uh, but yeah. he's written his own, uh, wrote, written his own book called The Genesis 6 Conspiracy. Right. Um, and I honestly, I don't know where to, to begin and how to describe. Uh, I'll send you a couple of I'll send you a couple of episodes. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um, his work's legendary. Yeah, yeah, good. I've got him actually on the fifteenth. Uh, I'm recovering to Athadeda now. Oh right, yeah, okay. The children of Dan. Uh, yes, uh, but I'll uh, I'll send you a couple of uh, episodes. That's what this that you know the YouTuber I was telling you about earlier, the Robert Sefer or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he covers all the same uh, same sort of stuff. The Children of Dan, they come from the like the da- Danube River, and they're named oh, the same people. The nice, Sons of I, Bella. Yeah, um, if you get a chance after, if you send us a link with him, and I'll I'll check that out definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of info there. He covers a lot of symbolism as well. Um, it's a huge part of it as well, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. yeah they, they must know of each other, these two guys. Hey, <laughs> I should imagine so. Possibly. Yeah, good, good chance. But um, it fascinates me. Um, I, I love when people can put the stories together. Um, one of the first things, I, first times I come across anything like this, um, was, I mean, it, within the last 20 years, was it the Zeitgeist video, the first one? Oh, and it it's explained, Zeitgeist, yeah. I tell you what, yeah, man, I can't get hold of that. It's, it's not, it you, is, yeah. You, you could probably get it on eBay somewhere like that. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, probably, yeah. It was on YouTube last time I saw it. There was YouTube? Years ago. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> but um, it's probably been took off again, though. But yeah, the the first one when that came out, that that's what introduced me to um, looking at these different myths and legends and religions yeah. and how they're all put yeah. together. And <laughs> I'd, I'd thought about it before because, as I said, when I was a kid, I'd met different people from different religions who I grew up with. Yeah, and I looked into the similarities. Um, so I always knew there was something, but where you know, I mean, these people obviously, that's what they do professionally. Yeah, uh, well, they're deeper into it than I am, um, and and they've 
you know, gone into real great detail. Uh, yeah, fascinating. To Arthur Dunan, it's funny enough, as a kid, and I started getting interested in the Celtic myths and legends. Yeah. I remember reading about, about the, the children of Danny, they are, aren't they? And they, when they um, emigrated into Ireland, um, because there were different races in Ireland as well. Yeah, I think I think the uh, they come from India. Yeah, Scythian um, stock. I think that um, Scythian yeah. Sarmatian stock. I think, uh, but Garrett is one of those. Um, so Indo-European individuals that he puts it all together. Uh, yeah, in a way you can understand it. That's like this other guy, this American guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll have to. Uh, yeah, I'll sort you some of his videos out because he'd, he'd be another. Oh, that, that, would, that would be uh, much appreciated. I really would as well. Yeah. Uh, well, pops a couple more off you there. Uh, I'll sort of send these over this afternoon because I've got a few things I've got to do. Oh, so I'll make uh, Thank you. Yeah. But um, I don't. I think we'll have to do a part two, mate. Are you up for that? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just going to say the same. I've got... Um, my wife just looked open the front, front room door and started... She's all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a boxing gloves on. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me to go shopping with her. Oh, nice, mate. Nice, mate. I can't do that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah uh, we'll, we'll I would love to, mate. I would love to. Um, yeah, definitely. Fucking yeah. fascinating conversation with you. Um, yeah. And we've only, we've only scratched the surface, mate. That's it. That's exactly it. Uh, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you spending your time with me. I've no, I appreciate you asking me. I appreciate you asking me to do this. It's uh, great. Thank nice you. Nice to speak to yeah. like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But your first English guest as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm brilliant. made up, mate. I really am a made up. Thank you. <laughs> brilliant. Um, yeah, do you want to um, plug where anybody can get hold of you, please, mate? If uh, you know, um, social medias are—is that what yeah. you usually do? Or? Yeah, social media is usually the best way, and it's I've got the um, a Facebook page which is uh, facebook.com uh, forward slash ghost tales podcast, and the same on Instagram, it's instagram.com forward slash ghost tales podcast. There is a website, but I can't remember it. <laughs> I'll find it, mate, I'm sure I'll be able to find it. Uh, yeah, what, 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 I'll, what I'll do, Glenn, right, is uh, I'll try and get the show notes, etc. Um, send them over to you, see what you think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been a fantastic conversation, mate. 